Hey, everybody. Before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You can also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. All right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and figure out what other movies inspired it. And today is going to probably be the last episode of 2018. Uh, We might have a special episode coming out on the 31st, depends on when exactly we can get it recorded. If not, it's going to be in the new year and a whole lot of other movies in the new year. So uh, we got plenty more coming your way, but this has been an amazing year for piecing it together, our first year. Um, it won't be the full one-year mark until March, but uh, it is the end of the first year. I'm still trying to figure out how to say that exactly. It's the end of our first year, but it's not the end of the year. It's the end of the year in our first year. I don't know. We'll figure that out, I guess, at some point. Maybe by next year we'll know how to refer to it. But anyway, today on the show... Uh, We are going to be talking about the newest entry in the DC Extended Universe, Aquaman, a movie that people probably never thought would actually happen, and yet here it is, and it's completely insane. Um, You will hear me rave about this movie throughout this conversation. Uh, Maybe I'm out of my mind, but I had such a blast at this movie, and I had such a great time talking about it with our co-host, Chad Clinton Freeman. Uh, Before we get into the conversation, I do want to remind you all, please make sure if you're not yet, make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together on your podcast app of choice. You can subscribe on all of the major podcast apps. You can also sign up for our mailing list at piecingpod.com. You can join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group, and you can follow us on social media at piecingpod. All right, let's get to the conversation with Chad Clinton Freeman about Aquaman. All right, so joining us today on the show is our buddy and resident DC expert, Chad Clint Freeman. How you doing, Chad? <laughs> I, I'm doing great. Uh, I don't know about uh, DC expert, but uh, fine. I, I guess more I guess. more so more so DC EU expert. Uh, is that fair? <laughs> fine, oh, fine, fine. Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I'll take that. Um, yeah. Uh, you had to be the the co-host for this episode because I I mean I think as long as the DCU keeps uh, 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 staying alive and continuing forward in whatever form it takes, we're going to continue having you uh, for these ones as they happen. Right. Um, 
Yeah. Well, but, only uh, only if it Aquaman. only if it's saved, it, you know, it keeps uh, yeah. being saved with each new movie, and still yeah. it still needs another movie to save it. So only if it you know. It, remi- it, remi- <laughs> it reminds me of Bird Road. Every every episode now we're back. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, always, it's always uncertain whether or not we're going to get to continue the show. Um, but uh, we're, we're back. We're back again, uh, just like the DC Extended Universe. Um, but, but this time around, we've got Aquaman, who was, of course, introduced in the, uh, uh, well, slightly in Batman vs. Superman, and right. then uh, to a bigger effect in Justice League. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, I mean, I, this is a movie, I, I'm really excited to talk about it. Now, I know going into it that I liked it more than you did, which is funny because you're more of the, oh, I, the DC I, guy. I, CC, and I guess it's good to get that out and open. I liked the movie. I enjoyed the movie. Okay. I did. Good, so good. don't get me wrong. It's not uh-huh. like I uh, disliked it or hated it. I liked it. Uh, and I thought it was a lot of fun. And actually, it's probably going to end up being like number two on my movies of the year. Uh, so nice. I, I liked it. So don't don't get it twisted. <laughs> but uh, I, yeah. I'm like... I'm hesitant to keep it in my top 10 only because I don't want to have to explain myself over and over again. But uh, yeah, as people listening will understand by the end of this episode, yes, I I love this movie so much. I thought it was just so ridiculous, so much fun. And I wasn't expecting it at all. Like I've I've been right along with you in liking these DC movies that are so heavily criticized. Um, I've liked them, not quite like you have, uh, but I I think they're all very unfairly judged. Mm. Um, I thought this was going to be possibly as bad as Suicide Squad, which you know I I, I absolutely, that's the only one I I straight up do not like. Um, I did not think this was going to be good, and yeah, it just blew me away. I was completely surprised, (laughs) um, and I'm happy to say that. Yeah. but with that said, we'll get into all those points and more. Uh, why don't we jump in with your first puzzle piece? Well, it's kind of hard to, to to decide on what the first puzzle piece was. There wasn't anything really uh, like that dominated for me. Um, maybe I'll start with uh, the the some of the negative. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what came to mind? Okay, um, so Let's get it out of um, the way. Uh, I would say this movie—it uh, definitely reminded me of older comic book movies. Um, it definitely mm-hmm. felt like it was skewed toward uh, younger audiences. Um, so mm-hmm. um, the the Masters of the Universe movie was a big one that came to mind, which is a very bad yeah. and cheesy movie, and the fact that Dolph Lundgren is in this is another sure. obvious Absolutely. that, you know, uh, somebody is a fan of Dolph Lundgren and maybe a, a fan of that movie even. Um, but yeah, the, the masters of the universe movie and even, um, more so than that though, just like the really cheesy, um, comic book movies like, uh, teenage mutant and, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which I, I happen to love, most of the Teenage Mutant Ninja mm-hmm. Turtle movies, uh, and the um, also uh, the Power Rangers movie, which I really, really actually loved from a couple of years ago. But I feel that those movies are not the same as 
what was being done with the DC movies. It's a totally different thing. Um, very uh, corny and very silly. Um, and that's uh, more of what we got here uh, is the, the silly right. side of, 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 of comic book movies. And so for me, that was, no, that was more of a negative, not because um, – I, I think they should have been more serious with Aquaman just in comparison to the rest of uh, basically, you know, the DC movies. They, I mean, basically, yes, I, I am comparing it with the other ones and feeling like yeah. that this one is just more of a um, just like lower level of uh, who they're aiming for. Like as far as. Yeah, the, yeah. The, the it, it's hard to not do that. Yeah, it's hard to not do that when you're when you're dealing with these cinematic universes because they are kind of supposed to have a similar tone running through them to keep them tied together. And so when you make such a big uh, 180 turn uh, with this one, and I mean, obviously Wonder Woman started that course correction, if you want to call it that. Sorry, I, I know that's a <laughs> probably a, a dirty phrase for you, uh, but you know what I mean. Right. Uh, but yeah, uh, change changing changing direction, I guess. Um, and Aquaman, Aquaman really, really did it. Um, and I, I agree with you definitely about uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers. Um, I will just throw my first puzzle piece right into the mix with that uh, Batman and Robin, ah. um, which which was super, super corny. And there were moments of this that reminded me of that. Um, and, and, you know, the funny thing is, you know, now that you're, like, naming these things, like... Uh, uh, Power Rangers, I actually really loved for the same reason of it just being like silly and ridiculous and owning it and like really like rolling with it. And while you're, it, it's definitely a, a solid, you know, a, a valid criticism that that this total change of tone really shouldn't have happened necessarily. Right. right. Um. I mean, it's it's it. it it does commit at least. And I think you agree with that as well. Like it at least commits to it and does it, it, it does this silly tone and it doesn't like kind of half acid or anything like that. It doesn't try to make it silly while also, uh, trying to still, you know, have its cake and eat it too, and still make it a big dramatic, uh, you know, superhero thing, uh, which I think was kind of the problem with justice league is that it was like trying to squeeze in little bits of silliness, right. Uh, right. in an other, otherwise serious film. No, no, no. That's the thing is this is definitely more, uh, balanced as opposed to justice league was just uh, kind of all over the place in tone. Uh, and the yeah. other thing is that you're right, is that it totally, um, embraces the, 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 the silliness, the over top the over the topness of it all and um it works in that way and 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 yes i i love the power rangers movie i like all of the the uh, teenage mutant ninja turtle movies I, i'm not counting like mm -hmm. uh part three and four of the originals but i mean like i like <laughs> the first one and i like the second one when it came out and then the the you know the 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 new ones one and two i both like those as well so i mean um yeah, me, me i think that just had this not been um me just expecting it to be more Zack snyder like uh then I probably yeah. would have liked this a lot more because it is the, it, in some ways it is, it is very Zack Snyder like uh, just visually, but then yeah. at the same time, it's totally not at all like him. So, um, so you, you don't think, you don't think Zack Snyder would have an octopus playing the drums? 
that's not that's not his kind of uh, uh, imagery. <laughs> Which, and that part was actually great. The 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 octopus. Oh, I, I love that yeah, so much. There, there's so many just like I, I, I'll admit there's so many little things in this that in so many other movies would just be so just laughable and 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 i'm actually kind of shocked in a way that people embrace this movie because this does me too um (laughs) a lot of movies try and i guess maybe they do it too serious though and then they become like like a joke like like i mentioned master of the universe that's the thing is like with that one that one i think tried to be too serious um and it sure. is really just like a you know really corny movie to watch now especially because of the special effects but i think even at the time i think it was too serious for a he-man movie especially with the tone of like the he-man uh cartoons and that's what this kind of does it yeah. kind of captures the he-man cartoons in a way it's kind of what this one is. yeah it does so yeah Oh yeah, I mean, absolutely. I agree completely. So that's the thing is that if they make a, which supposedly they are making a He-Man movie, if they make a He-Man movie and they do it like basically follow this template, I mean, I would love it. Um, So that's the weird thing about this movie. Just, I I guess I'm a little torn on it with that regard. Yeah, but um, (laughs) but no, it's, it's definitely a lot of fun, which we. Oh, we yeah. we uh, were talking about how the the big change in tone and all of that, ironically, and some of the pieces puzzle pieces that I'm going to bring up, they also are the same as that movie. Of course, we did the episode on the Nun, and the Nun, which was produced mm-hmm. by James Wan, and actually he was one of the writers on it yep. as well. Uh, it makes sense to me now. Uh, <laughs> this movie has more in common with the nun than than you would expect, and then also that like, I know um, it's just very very strange, like the way that one went in a direction different from the other movies in that universe, and this one does sure. that same thing. So I, I thought that was very. Oh, I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. Yeah, that that is interesting. By the way, I suppose you you heard about uh, that Annabelle is on the bottom of the scene. Yes, and I I didn't I didn't re- yeah. I didn't read anything about this. I didn't watch any. I didn't even watch like the five minute trailer, or any of that stuff because um, uh-huh. it's one of those movies I want to go in as blind as possible. But I read that la- I I read that yeah. Annabelle was going to be in it. I didn't know where, but then I went back and was reading when it, 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 Annabelle was, <laughs> and evidently um, it's when they go and. Um, get Mira's uh, ship. That's when uh, Annabelle is supposedly uh, in the uh, somewhere on the the bottom of the ocean. Um, I got to go see it again so I can catch that. (laughs) Right? (laughs) (laughs) Not only that, though, Lee Wannell, and I didn't catch this either, Lee Wannell is the pilot when they're um, flying over the desert and they jump into the desert and... um, um, the the pilot he says something I can't remember exactly, but that was Lee Wanell who you know wrote Saw and was the lead in Saw and who also directed Upgrade. Oh yeah, yeah so oh wow yeah yeah. That, there's so many little weird things that's so funny yeah <laughs> um that's great. Well, uh, I I kind of threw my first puzzle piece in there, the Batman and Robin. So why don't we go to your next puzzle piece? Oh, and I was going to say, here's the thing. Batman and Robin, I love Batman and Robin. That's my favorite of the old Batman yeah. movies. George Clooney was my favorite Batman until um, uh, <laughs> Ben Affleck. And so, um, 
again, I think if if it was more of not trying to have a any sort of attachment to um you know batman versus superman i think i would like this movie more so um sure well i i I touched on this so i'll go ahead and and go into it and there's several different pieces that i could bring up but um you know i i said uh there were elements reminding me of the the nun and this was puzzle pieces that we talked about with that movie but uh rages of the lost ark and temple of doom um those were puzzle Mm -hmm. pieces for me on this one um and uh there's just that which was really weird to me to to have that feeling especially like the you know the last uh not the third but basically starts out like the the last uh you know the third act of this movie is very adventure and very um i mean just the even the even the jumping out of the plane bit just had that temple of doom, like when the planes, you know, going to crash out of fuel and they, they jump out of it, like on, um, um, I can't remember. It's been a while since I seen it, but they, they jump out of the plane and are on, uh, like, um, I can't, I don't even remember what they they use, but they don't just jump out of the plane like they do in this movie, but that just felt very Temple of Doom. To right. Me. <laughs> and there were a lot of, uh, just elements of, uh, you know, kind of, um, uh, uh, almost like what, figuring out what the puzzle, you know, what's going on yeah, here. Puzzle like pieces. a puzzle uh, of, oh, here's here's mm-hmm. how you do it, and here's this is how you see where it is. So yeah, it's just very um, reminiscent of like the the Tomb Raider movie that came out earlier this year, um, and you know, very uh-huh. much Raider of the Lost Ark and Temple of Doom. Yeah, no, I I agree. I had Indiana Jones down as well, and yeah, there's there's a lot of things from the adventure stuff to the puzzles and the and the riddles and things like that. Um, also, we could throw in uh, a li- a little bit of uh, uh, Crystal Skull as well um, because of the nuke the fridge moment when <laughs> uh, he puts Mira inside of a dumpster and that helps her survive an explode a giant explosion. <laughs> um, which, by the way, I I fucking love so much that for the first like almost two thirds of this movie, every conversation is interrupted by an explosion or a big ass kicking scene. (laughs) It's unbelievable. Like I was cracking up in the theater. Like every time a conversation was kind of starting to get to the end, (laughs) right. Right. Explosion. Someone comes in. It was just unbelievable. (laughs) Right. But yeah, definitely Indiana Jones. So there's, there's a lot of indie uh, uh, influence in this one. Yes. Um, and, 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 and one of the things that I also very much reminded me of in that same vein, which is a total Indiana Jones uh, ripoff was a uh, romance in the stone. Um, you know, the Michael Douglas movies, the, the, the interaction oh, yeah. of them two was very much, uh, in line with that, like eighties, um, you know, like, uh, romance where it's like very very um like a lot of tension between the two people and they of course act Uh like that they don't like each other when they really do that sort of thing uh whole like uh romance in the stone uh, or even like overboard um and even like um uh, moonlighting the tv show a little bit as well Mm -hmm. um just very 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 much uh 
felt that way, especially as they're starting off with their uh, adventures. Um, and um, I don't know. It's just like it's 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 so funny to think that uh, a superhero movie um, feels more like a a action movie, <laughs> yeah. like an eighties action movie, um, than what I was expecting. Um, oh and, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, we pretty much uh, were saying the same thing though with uh, the nun. So yeah. <laughs> again, I, I think James Wan is kind of like I think that's what he wants to do is like eighties uh, over the top action. I think James Wan kind of so. just rules, and uh, I never really realized it before. But <laughs> now I'm starting to realize it. Um, and, and actually, I might as well jump ahead. Uh, I was going to save this one for later, but uh, as long as we're talking about James Wan, uh, the Fast and the Furious series is going to be my next puzzle piece. Um, um, because th- now it didn't start out this way, but in recent, like the last three or so uh, of the Fast and the Furious movies are just pure over the top excess. No, no mm-hmm. concern about tying anything to reality. Um, it- it's just pure mm-hmm. over the top, pure ridiculousness, um, pure fun, really. And I, I think... I don't know if the, I think the audience is kind of split. I don't know if it's down the middle or if it's more of like a 60, 40, 70, 30 kind of thing. I think some people are watching those movies like, like for real, like, oh yeah, this is badass. You know what I mean? And the rest, the rest of them are more like how I watch those movies, which is, uh, holy shit, this is fucking ridiculous. And I love it. Um, and that that's what I get out of Aquaman. I get this is just completely insane, so over the top. And uh, I think uh, James Wan, he directed, uh, I forget which one. Yeah, he did Furious 7, Seven. which I, I, I don't, I've never seen him, so I don't yeah. know if, if like his influence was really what really yeah. made that like franchise what it mm. is or if that started prior to I him. think it started getting crazy when the sixth one um he really upped the ante <laughs> though and made it totally ridiculous and then the eighth one is just like uh, off the charts like so insane like they they took it and ran with it um but yeah I do think that he probably had a lot to do with it I don't I wonder if he was a producer or something on the sixth one like when it first started getting ridiculous um but yeah those guys are basically superheroes now anyway and um um, yeah, yeah, so yeah, no, Fast and the Furious has gotten just so ridiculous, and that that's part of what I love so much about this movie. Well, it, that's funny too that you you say that because um, that's that's the thing. This felt like a like Vin Diesel kind of movie. I've never seen any of the Fast and Furious outside the first one, so I can't really say. But uh-huh. like the Triple X movies, oh yes, nothing um, like that. <laughs> I've seen the, the seen yeah. those, and that's what this was more like. Is is the um, Vin Diesel, which which is a throwback to like the movies that were, you know, basically it would be Stallone or or uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh-huh. and you just plug them in, and it was like they were this huge. In The Rock, he's another one. They're this huge, bigger than life yep. uh, character. Um, and and yeah, I mean that's 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 very much um, you know what this movie is. Um, I um, yeah. I couldn't think of anything specific like uh, that I'd seen of The Rock to compare it to. Um, 
but I mean the the silliness I know of like the Baywatch movie, uh, but uh, otherwise I, I mean I'm not a big fan of The Rock, so I don't see many. Of, see, that's the thing. That's the problem. Yeah. A lot of these uh, movies that I'm or people that I'm thinking of, and I'm just like I'm not a big fan of like The Rock's movies. I'm not a big fan of Vin Diesel, and even like the old score Schwarzenegger and Stallone stuff. I wasn't a, a big on that stuff, so. Um, like I said, that's, the, right, that's right. definitely the direction, though, of this. Um, or even Bruce Willis, yeah. the Die Hard movies. It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, yeah. <laughs> it, it, it works on no, one I, level, though, because fair. it does, uh, I mean, it looks really, really great. Um, and it's super, super silly and like a, a like, um, you know, almost like, B movie kind of way, um, you know, like a sci fi yeah, yeah. channel movie or something. But, um, oh, yeah, I at one point in the beginning, I, I had my uh, you know, with, with my my note, uh, I can you know, write with the screen off, and uh, so I was right, I was trying to write down some of like the one liners and stuff because they were just so ridiculous, and eventually I had to give up because there were just so many of them, and it reminded me kind of like an old uh, right. Arnold movie, like how it's just like all one liners, right, right. you know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, so, so much just ridiculous yeah. dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> so what's your next puzzle piece well uh oh oh okay yeah so this was a big one uh, which is funny um moana um you know the animated movie um nice. moana uh really if you take uh aquaman and you take uh, also the wonder woman movie um <laughs> that you take them and combine them you could basically get the moana movie um because uh right. um, Maui, which The Rock played, um, is kind of like Aquaman in a way. He's like this demigod that has a, a hook. And even the the scene in here when he goes to get the, um, you know, his uh, trident, uh, that so just reminded me of Moana mm-hmm. when um, uh, when Maui goes to get his hook. And then the other part when they uh, they jumped in the hole in the desert, there's a scene. Uh, I think it actually it's the scene oh, right yeah. before. I think it's the scene when they go to get his hook, they jump into this big hole. That's just like in the, um, in the, in the, in the ground and it goes into the water. Um, and like, um, she jumps in first and then he, he follows cause she does. And it's like very, very reminiscent of that. Um, which Moana is a great, yeah. uh, great, uh, Disney animated movie. I love that movie. Um, so, uh, there's just a, a couple of hints of it here and there though, that reminded me of Moana. Um, and, um, sure. You know, that, that's definitely, uh, I would say again, that see, that's an animated movie and that's Disney. So <laughs> for this one to have this, not, not just yeah. some of the same like type of, uh, scenes, but to have the same sort of feeling and vibe of that movie, that that's the part that's kind of weird. But that same that being said, yeah, it, that it's being so said, out there. This movie, not only it was did I think of Moana, which um, you know as uh, you know song and dance, not, not dance, but songs, you know, singing in them and, and moments uh, where the characters are singing, and this also reminded me of uh, Indian cinema, um, especially uh, Bahubala, which I'm a big fan of. 
and they, you know, actually have song and dance numbers in those movies. I so could have seen them do that in this one. They so could have just broke off with oh, yeah. Aquaman singing at any point, and it totally would have worked. Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I could have totally seen that—a big right. dance number or something like that. Yes, that would have so been good with the octopus drumming <laughs> right. along. Oh my god, that would have been great. And, and that's the thing, like, um, like. Uh, I mean, as soon as this character is introduced to, uh, well, when he's, uh, you know, grown and he's actually Aquaman, uh, the way he arrives um, and he, like, tosses his hair, turns around, it's so much like uh, the way they do uh, in the Bollywood movies, like, with their big uh, character, like the movie Bahubala. Um, It's so just, like, in so many ways Mm -hmm. like that. Um, so to just take it a step further and actually to have Aquaman, uh, dancing and then have him singing. I mean, this movie's like so, so close to that, but, uh, but definitely I feel that there's some Indian, uh, influence. I also felt some, um, Asian cinema influence as well. Um, uh, the ones, sure. uh, of course, use. Uh, I mean, again, the Raiders of the Lost Ark. So there's going to be this connection. But Mojin, the Lost Legend, which was the one you saw with me, um, mm-hmm. and then uh, yeah, League yeah. of Gods was another one uh, that I thought of. And the Mermaid is another one that I thought of. And these are all ones that have come out in the past several years, uh, two or three years. But those movies are just so over the top and just so silly. Um, yeah, and this is so like that with the just the silliness and the over to the top, and the, the CGI is blows yeah. away those movies. That's one of the things is that the CGI on this is of you know Oscar quality, which is a shame that it's not nominated for. Oh, well, yeah. it's like not even in the running for special effects, which is bullshit. Um, it didn't even make the short list. Oh yeah, but this movie is so like. Uh, bizarre in that way, though, that it looks so beautiful and it's just so insanely over the top, though. Um, and somehow oh, yeah. it does work, yeah. No, I absolutely I, I agree with, with your puzzle pieces there, and then also just with what you were just saying about the, the CGI. Um, there's been some people that the, the few detractors of this movie because there are still some people, and I always feel like when things like this happen, I mean, it's almost like with Batman vs Superman, I feel like people just feel like they were supposed to. Uh, you know, not like it, you know, and I, I feel like people right, right. judged Aquaman before they even really watched it or maybe they did and they're just like didn't let it in or whatever, because to say that this movie had bad CGI is to just I mean, you're yeah. kind of just writing off CGI altogether because it looks phenomenal. Right. Um, right. They really yeah. pulled together so many cool styles and interesting, interesting things and do it in a way that looks very natural and uh, but still, like, really, really breathtaking and over the top. I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, they really should be commended for the work they did with the CGI. Um, and you know what? That's actually a good lead into my next puzzle piece, which is Avatar. Um, yes. Which is also another movie. Too. Yeah, it's another movie with just incredible CGI, even if the story isn't quite there. Um, and uh, it also has a lot of, like, 
you know, you could say cheesy, you know, fantastical elements, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, you know, the creatures and, and the, uh, the things that we're seeing in this world, you know, definitely fall in the silly category and everything like that, but they're done in such a beautiful, realistic way. Um, and, and Avatar really, you know, was the first movie to perfect that. And, you know, it's kind of funny, CGI, um, even in like the biggest of the big budget movies, it, it, it's not it's not like a uh, a scale that's constantly climbing upwards it's just a total hilly thing going up and down and up and down for every like great looking movie we have a bunch of like really shitty looking movies and um so it's like it's never really a given that we're going to continue the avatar trend of right. going up in like absolutely gorgeous cgi uh but this one definitely does i mean th- this is uh this is really wild yeah, no, d- totally. And uh, here's the thing: I never saw Avatar in a the theater. I actually mm-hmm. didn't see that until just this year. Um, mm-hmm. And of course, I saw it on, you know, uh, at home, and I, I wasn't that impressed because so much has come since then. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I would say that I think the CGI on this is better than Avatar was, but I can't say yeah. that for the time because I didn't uh, I didn't see it and I didn't experience it at the time. But yeah, yeah. I, I saw this in uh, in 3D, and um, it's total uh, just you know beautiful to look at. I mean, that's the thing is that, and uh, you know, for the people that uh, hate you know, all the other DC movies, this one is bright and sunny at times. So um, (laughs) that's the thing is that I think it was either always like very like uh, glowing, like blue, bluish green or like very yellow and orangish. And so um, it, it, it totally, uh, you know, uh, a a lot different from the other uh, DC <laughs> colors, uh, even <laughs> even more bright and vibrant than say, uh, you know, Wonder Woman, which also was very. Uh, it had the the greenish blue, and then also the, the like the golden, and this kind of just amps that up. Um, and by ye- by yellow and by yellow and oranges, you're talking about Dolph Lundgren's hair that's flowing in the water, <laughs> right? <laughs> is that what you meant? <laughs> well, and that's the thing is like, yeah, you, okay. So the the hair and everything that was one of the things like the 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 recent pirates movie, you know, uh-huh. um, that movie which I liked it, it was fun. Uh, mm-hmm. There were things about it that were very very weird though, and the hair flowing in the water was one of the yeah. big ones that seemed like it wasn't even like connected to the people. Um, right. Absolutely. <laughs> They've gotten it much better now that Dolph Lundgren is, is, uh, he, he's definitely, uh, uh, lucky to, <laughs> to get in at this point because the, the hair looked much better this time around. And the, here's the other thing you, so you put Dolph Lundgren in this and he's like the, one of the serious characters. <laughs> like, really? I know. Right. <laughs> I mean, and he does great too. He's I mean, like, he's yes, he's fantastic. like in a serious dramatic role in in this movie. It's I amazing. mean, <laughs> this is the year of Dolph Lundgren. That's what it really comes down to uh, between this and Creed too. He's <laughs> he's killing it, man. This is the comeback. <laughs> oh man! So, what's your uh, next puzzle piece? Um, let's see here. Um, well, I I. I 
I will go ahead and say, uh, although I don't think it was necessarily uh, maybe in the planning stages or what have you, but this felt very Black Panther in a lot of ways, um, especially, sure. um, you know, the two brothers and um, the uh, I just think after after Black Panther, um, this uh, the villain in this, although he was great. Um, I just think it, um, it, he just didn't seem like a really like strong bad guy to me. Um, just, mm. it just kind of felt like, oh, I've already seen this before. That sort of feeling to me. Uh, You're talking about Patrick Wilson? Yeah. Patrick Wilson's character. Yeah. Okay. Um, with it, you know, being a brother and being basically, um, I mean, I don't know, especially after having Black Panther this year and then even uh, the Fantastic Beasts, Crimes of Grindelwald, having a, a, mm -hmm. a character who is not necessarily bad and he's kind of for his people, but he's very, uh, you know, um, I guess it's a sign of our times, though, of right, right, of the being um, very, um, I guess, uh, a narcissist. Not necessarily total evil, but being about the self yeah. and not about um, you know everybody. It's like uh, you yeah, know yeah. Uh, excluding people. But I, I don't know. Uh, there was just uh, elements to this that felt. Uh, Black Panther to me, it was almost like this was like almost like a a, a comedy or spoof version of Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> no, I had I had Black Panther written down as well. Yeah, well, Black Panther is a, such like a serious kind of movie, uh, but this one is like uh -huh. opposite in that way. But at the same time, um, just. It's almost like you you took uh, Killmonger and and made him two bad guys in this movie with uh, yeah, Patrick uh -huh. Wilson's character and his motivation, and then the the Black Manta character as well. Just um, you know the the way he um, uh, and I don't mean this in a racist way. I was going to say the way he looks, but you know his his uh, his clothing, his outfit, and everything. Uh, besides, sure, the, yeah, no, no, the, the big the big helmet, which has like a very Power Rangers kind of vibe to it. So it's almost like Black Panther oh, yeah. and, and and Power Rangers kind of combined with him. Um, but yeah, well, I was I was gonna say to to that point, I was gonna say that uh, that Black Manta almost reminded me a little bit of. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Gollum, uh, Andy Serkis in, in Black Panther. Mm. Um, yeah. You yeah, know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Cause he was just totally like unhinged, right. you right, know what right. I mean? And he was also just like, just kind of like a freaking force, like just like blasting through everything. Um, That's funny. Because which, I, I, which was I, very, very much Andy Serkis. For some take. reason I totally forgot about Andy Serkis. I remember he's the best thing about Black Panther. Um, but I totally forgot he was in there. Right? Yeah, awesome. yeah. 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 But that's the thing is that like almost every <laughs> character in this movie is like amped up to the Andy Serkis level in Black Panther. You know what I mean? It's almost like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Patrick Wilson is Eddie Redmayne in Jupiter Ascending. Um, but I, I actually, you know, going back to that point, because I had Black Panther down as well, um, and I actually do love Patrick Wilson. Yes, it's something we've seen before. And also, I, I would say, I would even take your, your comparison uh, uh, to Killmonger 
you know, I would I would continue on with it because I mean, you know, he he does want to clean up the ocean. You know, he wants to right. punish you know the 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 land people for right, right. you know uh, you know littering in the ocean and all that. And so I mean, yeah, it really is a uh, it's a it's kind of a worthy cause. It's just his means of going about it or is what's bad, right. you know. And and he's just not thinking the whole thing through. Even even little shades of uh, of Thanos as well, right, you know. Right. Like you know, he he wants to do something that he he considers good. It's a worthy cause. It's just you know his warped you know he's completely warped and uh and he's just not thinking through his solution you know um so yeah i mean i i love that as a villain i think it's great for especially in this kind of a comic book movie um and, and i just i just love what patrick wilson does here i mean i i just think he's so crazy and and just he just goes for it, right. you know. <laughs> he just goes all in on this thing. It's just it's hilarious. Uh, but then, yeah, going back to the story as well, I think Black Panther still is is a pretty good uh, comparison, um, just with the struggle between right. the brothers for the throne, and you know the whole symbolic battle to the death and right. all that stuff. And I mean, there, there is there is definitely a lot of Black Panther in this movie. I think uh, we kind of saw that from the trailer right. from the get go, um, and then it, it ended up, ended up being there in the movie movie as well right. once we once we got to the theater and actually saw the thing <laughs> which yeah, the, um, the interesting thing right, though a uh, uh, little little tidbit though uh batman v superman trivia okay um it, it's funny that patrick wilson you know is uh, like the main villain in this because he's actually the person who plays the voice of the president in uh batman v superman <laughs> <laughs> oh wow i did yeah. not know because of course he you know he was uh <laughs> awesome. night owl in watchman um which i love um and so uh he's yeah, he's one of those yeah. guys that i guess zach snyder's big on and james wan's big on of course because you know he's uh in the conjuring movies. sure right right conjuring. so uh so then with yeah. this one it, it's very uh like um like he he's like a a piece to connect all of these like other movies like just Zack Snyder and James Wan. So I just find that, uh, you know, just fun. <laughs> well, I I'm, I'm officially a Patrick Wilson fan now. Um, and one other thing before we move to my next puzzle piece, uh, we were just talking about Black Manta, I think, for the first time in this episode so far. And I just wanted to say the scene where he totally flips out and just starts bashing mm -hmm. through walls. Um, one, one of my favorite things I've seen in the movies this year. Um, I think that that, uh, like, aside from this movie being ridiculous, I think that was just awesome. I, I think that scene was so comic book movie realized to its full potential of, of how like just fun a comic book movie scene can be. Uh, did, did no, you no, no, no. I, I think that, 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 that whole scene, yeah, was, was pretty great. Well, uh, with, uh, you're talking about the part when they're, is it in Italy and uh he's chasing Mira? Yeah. Uh -huh. And um yeah, that 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 whole scene is is pretty uh just you know badass. Uh and I I'm I'm yeah. totally uh, on board with you with that. And funny thing that, that that scene though, what it kind of reminded me of, which in, in this movie did in other ways too, was uh Valerian, actually. Um which Valerian, mm -hmm. of course, is another one totally different tone, which people hated, I think, because it was not, it didn't give in to any of the silliness of it. It was very um, serious. 
un- yeah. unfortunately. <laughs> and and you yeah. didn't have the like the uh the the chemistry of the two uh you know, main people, you didn't have that, like I was saying, that tension, that 80s, like, um, um, you know, um, romance adventure kind of tension that this one did. But uh, yeah, no, that, that scene, uh, sure. Manta, I think Black Manta was, was kind of underused to many degrees in this movie. Um, it was almost, yeah. it, it kind of had that, like, um, like again to go back to the ninja turtles kind of ninja turtle kind of vibe to where he just kind of, or even batman and robin where it's just like he's just kind of there and pops up and something really cool happens and then it's just like he's not there anymore and it's just like it's almost like he should have been a, a bigger piece uh to the movie or or maybe even you know saved to like for the sequel yeah. that sort of thing um so i mean um did Definitely, he- uh, there were great uh, elements uh, to him, though, and the scenes that he was in, most of them, you know, were pretty awesome. Did you stay for the uh, post-credit scene? You know that he's coming back. Oh yeah. Okay, good. Uh, yeah, <laughs> but but with a DC movie, that means nothing. Yeah. Remember to just <laughs> sleep. That is absolutely true. Um, <laughs> so you you it's brought up pointless. Their 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 credit scenes are totally totally pointless. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, <laughs> um, so I you brought up Valerian, and Valerian is part of a trio of puzzle pieces. I was going to mention all together: uh, okay. Valerian, okay. Thor Ragnarok, and Speed Racer which are three movies that are very different from one another, except for in the fact that they are just nonstop visual effects extravaganzas. Mm. Um, Movies where it is like CGI after CGI after CGI. And I know we've already touched on the CGI a little bit with Avatar and some of our other uh, puzzle pieces, but um, these are movies that specifically are just kind of like overload in a way and um in i would say with all three of them i mean it in a good way uh including this movie um you know i'm one of those people i i know i'm in the minority but i love speed racer i think it is a uh it, it is just like this this crazy experience that you cannot get from any other movie uh, that is just like just this candy coated uh, uh, experience of just like colors and just vibrancy that you just can't see anywhere else. It, it's just insane. Um, Thor Ragnarok is kind of similar, and but in a different way, a lot, like different colors and a lot of uh, darker colors in there, but it's still, it's like a, a visual effects overload. And then, um, and then Valerian, of course, as well. So here's the thing: you have Thor, Thor, uh, Ragnarok. That totally, I guess, uh, tone-wise, I think that's what this movie's in, in line with. Um, just the the hamminess of that movie. Yes. Which um, I I and I had issues with that movie. <laughs> But that 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 being said, was also interesting is that the other the other I see I wasn't even thinking of that movie. I was thinking of the original Thor. Mm. The the original Thor. Um, uh, some of the 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 visualness of of the original Thor because this isn't quite as um, like. 
uh, Skittles and like unicorn flavored as I guess Thor Ragnarok is to me. Sure. Um, this one is more, uh, it's more in line kind of with the original Thor movie a bit. And I think also uh, the, the way that this one shows like the um you know the underground world is reminded me a lot the way how they show the um you know in thor uh where he's from in that whole world um so um very much uh, uh this is i think better than than either of the the thor movies though that we're talking about here sure um but i get i get totally what you're saying about how uh, ragnarok of how it's just like a visual uh, spectacle over and over and over. Yes, I would definitely say that. And that's the thing, like Valerian, I love that movie. And it's just a visual feast. And this one is definitely uh, the same lines of that. It's just total, just uh, visual, you know, eye candy. Um, And a movie that does that, that can keep me just like, you know, interested visually, I mean, it's already won half the battle. So, I mean, um, for me, I wish this one wasn't quite as hammy and corny. Uh, right. <laughs> and I, I will, I will blame, I will blame uh, James Gunn's uh, influence to modern day uh, comic book movies for that. <laughs> um, at least it's not mean like a James Gunn movie, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, total, total, yeah, uh, visual, uh, visual, and uh, action um, crammed movie. Absolutely. All right. So, what what is your next puzzle piece? Um. <laughs> well, I got one. Uh, I would. I. I couldn't remember what this uh, show was. It's a cartoon, and I had to actually search it because I I had only seen it like a couple times before. But uh, there's this uh, silly British uh, cartoon called the uh, Octonauts. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen that. Um, no. It's like these uh, characters, and they live uh, under the sea, uh-huh. um, and they like go or like exploring. Um, and there's like, you know, uh, octopus and all kinds of different things that are always like uh, grabbing onto their ship and things like that. Uh, it just, there was uh, totally like that, that, that movie is just a, I mean, that, that, that uh, series is just like a fun, silly, you know, kids show. And just this, the over the topness, especially of like seeing, um, you know, somebody riding a seahorse or a shark and all these different things. Uh, and, and even the, the, the ships, the, the way they looked and stuff just reminded me of, uh, of that show, uh, the Octonauts. Right on. It's called Octonauts. Yes. Octonauts. Yes. Okay. Right on. Yeah. No, I, I haven't heard of that. It sounds, uh, it sounds fun for sure. <laughs> um, and yeah, there's so there's so many so many elements to this movie. You know, what I mean? there's just so right. much happening. I, I could uh, I could so see some of that um, some of that creeping its way into something like this. Yeah, and the, and the thing with that show, anyhow, is that like the they're like the protectors of the of the sea, and they go like on these. Uh, and I've only seen it a couple times. Uh, it's 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 cool though, but. Um, uh, you know, they, they go on these little adventures and there's just like weird sea creatures. And like I said, they're, you know, 
protecting and helping the sea. So it's like a, a, a positive thing. And then also just uh, like visually as well. Uh, the shows, I mean, this movie's totally uh, in line with that one. So nice. I'm sure kids that grew up on that cartoon, because I think that's a fairly new cartoon. Because uh, at first I was like, it's not SpongeBob I'm thinking of. Um, and it wasn't SpongeBob, <laughs> it was this one. So. Um, so my next puzzle piece is one I had been thinking about since I first saw the trailer for this movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, kind of like how I had said about Black Panther. Um, but uh, this one is a video game. It is The Legend of Zelda The Breath of the Wild, the most recent uh, entry in the Zelda series. And uh, I don't know, have you played this game at all? No, no, I have not. <laughs> no. Uh, okay. But yeah, this, yeah, is, so I, this you know, is definitely a video game. Yeah, <laughs> this movie. It totally Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, it, it's very much video game. So first, I have two reasons for this. Um, uh, the first one is more specifically this entry, then the other one is kind of just Zelda in general. Um, but the one that's more of this entry is all the different breeds of people and creatures, which I guess you could kind of also, uh, point to things like the, uh, Star Wars movies right. and, uh, there, there are other movies where you get the different, different breeds of creatures and, uh, all that, but they're, they're more specifically, uh, separated into different kingdoms in uh breath of the wild which is what made me think of that mm-hmm. and also there there's a specific one an underwater kingdom uh called zora's domain where they're like fish people and they look a lot like the uh i think the name of the kingdom was uh the fisherman kingdom yeah. in yeah. aquaman mm-hmm. yeah and and that that was exactly like zora's domain that's exactly what they looked like um with the design of the town looking more like uh, actual atlantis in the movie uh, but then the other reason and I brought up Zelda, and this one's more, like I said, just more of in general, the entire series, is um, basically the plot of this movie involves Aquaman going on a giant fetch quest. Right. Um, which in, in video games is where, you know, in order to defeat the boss, you have to go and collect the pieces of the big weapon that are, is going to be the only way you're going to be able to right, succeed. Right. And, um, yeah, I mean, that that's basically what the, uh, you know, what's happening in this movie is Aquaman has to retrieve his, uh, you know, the special trident or whatever, which uh, Willem Dafoe uh, helps explain to him, which, by the way, Willem Dafoe, excellent. Um so much fun just seeing him in something. Like oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, I love him so much, and he's great. Yeah, no, great, <laughs> great cast all around with this movie too. That's the thing. Like, I, I really loved um, Nicole Kidman seeing her be a badass. That was totally awesome. I, the, my oh, favorite yeah. scene is uh, the opening, basically, of this movie, um, and just seeing her kick ass. And I was just like, you know, uh, oh, I, I kind of wanted to see more of that. Um, and I mean, even, even, uh, Amber Heard as a badass is, 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 is pretty cool too. I mean, I think overall, like the cast was just, uh, you know, very, very, and and that's the thing you got Dolph Lundgren, like being dramatic and, and great. And I mean, it's just a a weird mesh of people. I mean, even to, to have Nicole Kimmon in this, I feel like is, and then to make her badass. I mean, yeah, it's, uh, (laughs) it's, it's definitely, uh, an interesting mix of, uh, people. Um, and she looked uh, like she was having such a blast in that opening scene. Like that was like the time of her life. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, definitely. (laughs) I, I kind of, I kind of wanted to just cheer her on. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I, I kind of wanted uh, more of her character too. So, 
Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. Hopefully we'll hopefully we'll get him in that sequel that we have no idea if it's going to happen, but it sort of looks like it might. Um <laughs> They just need to get the the, the guy so, that directed the nun and he he can he can do John, James Wan proud. Um Yeah. Yeah, he could do it. He could do it good. Uh so what what what's your next puzzle, please? Uh well, I, I mean, I touched on the, like the uh the the the, the like the romance side of this movie um it's funny it, it reminded me of uh superman the movie which i you know recently rewatched i saw it at the big on the big screen um the the way that that movie um had comedy and also uh, romance and the flirtiness of uh, uh clark kent and lois lane um i just felt like that this movie uh was very much in, inspired by that one in that regard um in a totally different way sure. than i felt uh wonder woman was inspired by that movie but yeah um it, it definitely uh it came to mind um like like i said uh you know th- that's the thing is that um you know a lot of times in in most of the comic book movies, they'll have these two people and, oh, they're a couple, but there's not really any chemistry there. There's no tension there. Um, and I mean, I'll, I'll admit that that's been one of my, my big gripes with, uh, you know, the Zack Snyder movies is that I never bought uh, 100% uh, Clark and Lois as a couple. There just was not a lot of chemistry there. And it was, Mm. they were better as individuals than they were as a couple, but at this one, it has a good, uh, chemistry with the, with the two characters, even though there's not even that much interaction really, but I think the moments when they do have that interaction, it, it, it works and it's good. So. Uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah, they do have a great thing together. Um, and I, you know, it's funny. I was thinking about it. I haven't really seen Amber Heard in much. Um, I always, you know, hear her name, um, and obviously, like, you know, she's in the tabloids a lot lately, uh, with the right. whole Johnny Depp thing, um, but yeah, I haven't really seen her in many movies, and, you know, here she is, she's, uh, she did an awesome job in this movie, and she really, um, she really played perfectly, she was, a, I think, a perfect casting to play against, uh, Jason Momoa, they both have a very, um, I, I, I want to put this uh, the, the best way possible, but it's kind of a kind kind of like a fourteen year old boy's version of an awesome couple. Ah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Uh, so what and, you're um, saying is, but they're 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 kind of a good match for each what, other. What you're saying is, Michael Bay would approve. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Although she doesn't look, oh, man. she doesn't look a lot uh, like Megan Fox. Otherwise. <laughs> He would approve. <laughs> yeah. Right. No, no, you're, you're right. I'm actually, looking, um, I'm actually looking right now, and it's like she was in. It says Machete Kills. I guess she had like a small bit in it, and like, uh, hmm. I, I, yeah, I guess Magic Mike XXL. I didn't see that one though. Um, so yeah, hmm. I don't. I Zombie Land. I actually didn't see that though. Pineapple Express. I don't remember. So yeah, I mean. Oh, I didn't even know she was in that. Oh, all the boys love Mandy Lane. Um, okay, okay, there we go. 
Yes, Mandy Lane and all the boys love Mandy okay. Lane. That's a great movie. I didn't even realize that through that. One. I ne- I never did get. Oh, uh, that, see that that's movie. a great movie. Yeah, I never did see yeah. that movie. Um, so I only have one more puzzle piece, and I was going to uh, hold it until I heard you say it. Um, but I guess uh, since it's my last puzzle piece, I'm just gonna have to say it now. And uh, that is your buddy Zack Snyder <laughs> in general, right? Um, obviously Zack Snyder kicked off this DC universe, but um, more so I uh wanted to bring him up because uh the action sequences while not all of them uh there are certain ones especially like i thought nicole kidman's opening fight in the beginning uh some some of the stuff with black manta as well um they're just very over the top very exciting uh very just full of destruction and just like you know just very very cool looking um and yeah i mean those are those are all staples of Zack snyder action sequences and so i mean i i don't know if it's just um because of the universe or if it's just simply looking at Zack snyder as an inspiration uh separately like just because he obviously has had this style uh before the dc universe became a thing so i'm not quite sure which way uh it would have necessarily influenced james wan uh but one way or another his his action scenes did creep into this movie for certain um and uh I will give you well, the floor if you'd like to expound yeah, upon that. Yeah, since, uh, I, I would say definitely, I, th- I think visually in a lot of ways, and then also, yes, the action scenes. Um, and from what I understand, um, I mean, you know, him, him and uh, his wife were, uh, you know, executive producers on this, but I believe they didn't really have any um, hands on this project much at all. Whereas I think he was more involved with like Wonder Woman, um, which, um mm. That one, I think the 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 action scenes are totally totally uh, like uh, you know something he would do. I think though overall, I just think that he um, has made such a, a a heavy stamp on um, you know action CGI action movies in general, and then also um, you know the, this universe that it does kind of leak over in uh, in multiple ways just i think uh you know influence and inspiration yeah. and then also um i mean uh, unintentionally and intentionally i think um so i mean that's the thing is that i i think any of these uh directors that are are, are making especially a dc movie i think they they kind of want to have at least a little bit of that in there um and uh even at this point even even that you know Zack snyder has nothing to do with it i mean because even suicide squad it had it like i said um uh and then uh, wonder woman had it and then this one i think to a lesser degree but i think at the same time just the fact that it's such a like visual spectacle because that's the other thing is that not just the the action itself but then also the visual uh, spectacle is very much in line um yeah yeah with uh zach snyder and i mean 300 was one that came to mind um especially with just the um you know the 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 big uh fight the the ring of fire um uh fight that they had oh, yeah, yeah. uh which 
the other thing I thought of, which is a total, uh, totally influenced, inspired by 300, and that was the TV show Spartacus, which I love. Um, I felt that oh, yeah. that moment, is specifically the the Ring of Fire scene, uh, felt uh, like it it came, if not influenced by that, at least it came from like the same um, um, love, I think of 300. And so, uh, but yeah, definitely. I, I think there's a, a lot of uh, uh, Zack Snyder like throughout this movie, um, which is part of why I, I love it at, at the same time that I don't uh, totally love it. Um, <laughs> just the, 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 the I've really torn on this movie in a lot of ways, but, sure. uh, but yeah, completely. Um, I would even say um, to, to say specifically though, um, how, how I mentioned Thor uh, man is still in many ways. Uh, I, I always uh, feel is very in line with Thor. Um, just with some of the, the, as you were saying, like the action, the destruction, that sort of thing. Those, sure. those are two that kind of come to mind during the uh, the scene we were talking about. The you know uh, with Black Manta basically, you know, blowing up everything, and um, <laughs> uh, and and then also I would say even uh, even Sucker Punch. Um, there were moments that uh, were reminiscent of that. Uh, even just like something as little as like the scene where we see like uh, they're on the plane and we see Mira and then it kind of like zooms out and we're like above the plane, that, that mm. sort of thing. That was just a very, just like sucker punch kind of uh, vibe to it. But sure. yeah, I mean, yeah. I think any, uh, these, these days, any uh, comic book, especially if it's a, a DC, then uh, there, there's going to be some, uh, Zack Snyder. So, <laughs> right on. Well, so yeah, Zack Snyder was my last puzzle piece. Do you have uh, any more puzzle pieces you want to run through before we uh, jump to the finished puzzle? Yeah. Well, well, just real quick because I, I kept I kept coming back to to Arnold uh, and thinking what like I mean, I, Total Recall was the only thing that I could possibly like think of that might be close to what I was the the feeling that I got. And the, and the other thing about Total Recall is that Total Recall, you know, built like this whole like another world and yeah, yeah. you actually were able to totally buy into it. And so I think um, that was the one that I that I thought of as far as like a, a Schwarzenegger movie, because um, this totally I could have seen, uh, you know, young uh, Schwarzenegger in this movie as uh, Aquaman all the way. Oh yeah, um, absolutely, <laughs> definitely. Um, and uh, and and also along the same lines of Total Recall, but uh, Blade Runner and even um, uh, The Fifth Element. Uh, the Fifth Element, I think, is a good one because it has that romance side to it, and also it's a very visual spectacle. Um, and I mean. Uh, just I think uh, Luc Besson in general with Valerian and Fifth Element, I think that uh, sure. you know he he might have been uh, an inspiration here, and not only that, but uh, some of the um, like uh, you know edgy like action movies that he does, or at least that he at least produces uh, mm. that are like the the the, the lower 
like street thug kind of crime type uh, movies, uh, which the one I was thinking of was the um, the Jet Li one, Unleashed, which I can't remember if he did he just yeah oh he actually wrote that one oh that was uh, okay. uh Louis uh, Latier who actually directed that one so uh who is uh who he ended up doing like uh was it transporter transporter 2 um but anyway um so uh yeah Un- unleashed which was uh, Jet Li uh, crazy action movie. So I, I, th- I just think, uh, in, in a lot of ways, uh, you know, uh, Luke Besson, he's very much into the spectacle and he's also into the action too. So I think, um, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. He was, uh, yeah. I also think a, 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 an uh, with the fifth element, you got an, uh, you know, so. a little bit of an aspect of what the fuck is going on, <laughs> you know, which, which, uh, certainly you could look at Aquaman and I, I think it, I, it wouldn't be unfair to say, right, um, right. even though I followed it plenty fine, but I think a lot of people maybe were like, what the hell is happening here? Whether they liked it or not. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I did write down two other two other movies that was Flash okay. Gordon. Oh, which yeah, uh, it was one that um, I wouldn't put in the same line as uh, like the other ones we were talking about earlier, as far as the cheesy comic book movies, because it was more like skewed to like very bizarre, like almost a adult in its weird humor but uh flash gordon um and then the other one was uh actually uh, prince of persia which i thought of uh specifically the you know the stuff with uh you know we keep talking about the the badass uh italy scenes sure. uh, the uh raiders of the lost ark kind of elements too so yeah. uh prince of persia which was a disappointing movie mm. But uh, had some fun elements to it. Sure. So. Yeah, I, I actually forgot about that movie, but yeah, it did have some fun moments to it. Um, and as far as Flash Gordon is concerned, uh, does that make Pitbull's Africa cover uh, like the uh, the Flash song of of this movie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that, that's the other thing, though. I wanted to say, I, I couldn't get behind the the soundtrack on this movie. <laughs> Man, it was so bizarre. No, do you, do you mean the sc- the score no, or the weird mix of songs that popped up? Okay, yeah, there were some there were like some weird that. songs. I I did love uh that what the use of Depeche Mode only because it was Depeche Mode. Um, so and you don't really get Depeche Mode too often. Um, in movies, so I was happy about that. But yeah, the Pitbull song is just so bad, and um, I forget what other no the songs the were. score was fine. I think it was actually the same guy that did the Wonder Woman score. Um, but it it didn't like it wasn't as good as that one but it just like it, this was scored very much i mean like the, the 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 songs selected were just very i don't know um yeah, yeah no, there was some again people choices. people rag on uh, people people rag on uh zach snyder's uh choices of music and i always love yeah. uh the songs that he picks but this one i don't know <laughs> well yeah I, d- I did love the score though uh there was some really great synth stuff mixed with big epic stuff um it was uh pretty damn yeah cool and, I score. Think, and i think that i was gonna say though that i think that played into like that whole like uh like i kind of got a little bit of like blade runner vibe too yes so. absolutely Absolutely. Um, all right. Well, let's do the finished puzzle, um, and then we'll get into any final uh, comments that we want to make here. So we got a lot of movies here. Um, we've got Masters of the Universe. We've got 
cheesy comic movies like TMNT, Power Rangers, Batman and Robin. Uh, we've also got the Fast and the Furious movies. We've got Indiana Jones movies, uh, Avatar, Black Panther, Romancing the Stone, Moana. Uh, we've got Valerian, Speed Racer, Thor Ragnarok, Zelda Breath of the Wild. We've got uh, Indian Bollywood movies and Asian cinema as well. We also have the original Thor. Uh, we have Aquanauts. We have Superman the movie. Uh, Zack Snyder's action sequences, as well as a bunch of his other movies. Um, Unleashed, Flash Gordon, Prince of Persia, uh, Spartacus, Total Recall, Blade Runner, and The Fifth Element. And uh, we kind of mentioned quite a few little movies like in between, and so I might have left uh, one or two out, but uh, I think I think that's a big enough finished puzzle. Um, <laughs> so yeah, Aquaman um, is a movie that I just had so much fun with, and I, I had a lot of fun talking about uh, because it's just it's just so ridiculous and so much fun. Uh, do you have any closing comments about it that you uh, didn't get a chance to mention? No, I mean it's it's fun. I I liked it. I just didn't love it. Um, I would. Um, I know nobody agrees with me on this. I would rank it as uh, the last, my least favorite movie of the DC movies, even below <laughs> Suicide Squad, because I think Suicide Squad. The, the corny, the corny and hammy moments of Suicide Squad is like that's all this movie was. But anyway. Um, aye, aye. <laughs> Oh. Uh, you're, you're fired. Suicide Squad. The, the first thirty minutes of that movie, I love that. The first thirty minutes. So, um, it was my least favorite of the DC movies until this one, and now. So this would be my least favorite. But that being said, I mean, I still, I still liked it a lot. I just didn't love it. So. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that with time. You will uh, come to at least put this above Suicide Squad at the very least. Just do it for me. Just do it for me. One step above Suicide Squad. Um, <laughs> uh, the only other thing I wanted to mention um, was uh, I, I was defending this movie in a Facebook group, and I, I wrote this uh, this comment, and I just wanted to read it here. Uh, I, I said, "I'm going to be the voice of reason here. It ruled." It was everything you could possibly want out of a dumb blockbuster. Yes, the emotion was forced. Yes, Momoa is kind of awful. Yes, every scene is interrupted by an explosion, which is hilarious. But it was one of the most dumb, fun movies I've seen in a long time. Just explosions and monsters and effects overload, but clearly done on purpose. James Wan was not going for subtlety. This was everything movies like Valerian and The Meg and Skyscraper should have been. These dumb-looking CGI fests that look like they might at least be fun, and then they end up being boring and slow and attempting to be real movies, quote-unquote, with real stories, quote-unquote. But this is not a real movie, and it knows it, and that's why it ruled. So I, <laughs> I just wanted to make my point uh, there. Um, Aquaman, I, 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 I love this movie, and uh, I, I know you liked it quite a bit as well, even though it's below Suicide Squad, which is just ridiculous. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so with that I, being I, said. I, I, that, well, that being said, I did like it more than Black Panther, so. 
Okay, all right. Yeah, I, I, I would say I liked it more than Black Panther as well. Uh, but let's not get too much hate mail on this show. Um, <laughs> and and I liked it more than Infinity Wars. So take that, nerds. Um, yep, yep. <laughs> I agree with you there. So Chad, uh, you got anything you want to recommend or plug or anything like that? Uh, well, I was thinking about it, and so like, uh, I. There, there's actually a movie I saw a little while back. My brother recommended it to me. I think it was on Prime. It probably still is. It's called Spaghetti Man, um, and it's a low budget, uh, like indie, um, uh, you know, superhero. Uh, and uh, he wears a paper bag over his head, and his uh, superpower is, you know, how Spider-Man has the webs with his hands. He actually. Uh, flings uh, pasta, so he flings spaghetti. Oh, that's amazing! Yeah, <laughs> so so yes, look up spaghetti, man. It's it's pretty it's pretty good. It's a you know a, a action comedy uh, crime movie. Um, definitely worth uh, checking out. So, wow, that sounds like a lot of fun. I really <laughs> want to see it. Yes, um, so maybe James Wan <laughs> will remake it on you know with a, like a billion dollar budget. So. <laughs> <laughs> yes that's awesome <laughs> well right on man thank you for being here and i guess uh we will have to do um shazam next right oh yeah definitely <laughs> definitely i'm not i'm not 100 looking forward to it but i hey i'm i'm in Picture it. A woman hates Christmas. After she loses her corporate job, she's forced to go back to the small town where she came from, where she helps her parents save their failing Christmas tree business. While she's there, she runs into her ex-boyfriend, who she dumped a decade ago to move to the big city, and they fall in love. And she learns the meaning of Christmas. Yes, another Hallmark movie. A lifetime of Hallmark, where three guys talk about movies on the Hallmark and Lifetime channel and try to make sense of them. Find us anywhere where you can download podcasts. All right, and that does it for our conversation about Aquaman. Um, I really hope you guys went out and watched this movie because it is just so much fun. Um, I, it's certainly not for everybody. It's a very ridiculous movie, um, but I had such a blast watching it. Uh, I actually just went and saw Holmes and Watson and hated it so much that I walked out about 20 minutes in and saw Aquaman again because it's just such a thrill ride and I had so much fun with it. And I don't know, I might even see it again. And we'll see. <laughs> Maybe I'm out of my mind. I don't know. But uh, so that is, like I said, at the very least, it's going to be the last full episode of 2018. Um, we may have another special episode coming up next week. Uh, but if not, I want to thank you all so much for an amazing 2018. Um, we actually just today... Uh, hit 3,500 downloads, which is pretty damn awesome. I mean, we have no, like, money or backing behind the show or anything like that. This is just a little independent podcast, something I'm doing for fun, um, although it is something I want to continue to grow and make it into a bigger and bigger and more successful show. Uh, so I, I got to say, I never really thought it would grow this big, this quickly uh i'm very happy with how it's going and i just really want to thank you all for being out there listening uh if you're not already please make sure you're subscribed to piecing it together on your podcast app of choice 
you're enjoying the show, you can rate and review us on iTunes. You can give us five stars. That would be even better. Uh, we got that nice round 3,500 downloads number. We have 29 ratings. Can we get a 30th rating? That would be pretty damn awesome, I think. Um, and uh, you can also follow us on social media at PiecingPod. You can join our Facebook group, Piecing It Together, a movie discussion group. And did I already say to uh, sign up for our mailing list? If not, I'm going to say it again because we're going to have a bunch of giveaways coming up in the beginning of 2019. So go to piecingpod.com and sign up for the mailing list. Uh, don't worry, we'll not be spamming you with anything. We'll just be letting you know when there is a new episode up or a new just written review on the site or about contests as well. So, I mean, you know, anything like that, we'll be letting you know. Otherwise, you won't get any emails from us. So don't worry about that. So that's it. That does it for today. That does it for 2018. Um, thank you again for being out there listening. And uh, as always, I'm going to leave you with a piece of my music. And you know what? I've got a song called Caverns Underwater. Uh, it's actually a piece of my library music that uh, is available for licensing through some of the various library companies. And uh, it's not like a song song, but hey, this is an underwater episode. Why not, uh, why not play it, right? So enjoy, and we'll be back soon with another episode of Piecing It Together. And all points west.